crazy because I was also on my phone. So like <laughs> chat was going uh, like 3,000 miles a minute. It started oh to break. God. I couldn't read everything. Yeah. People were so friendly from that raid. And I was, we um, were lucky enough to have a family member that has um, a cabin. So we yeah. were out on the lake and I was on the porch. So I had this gorgeous backdrop yeah. behind me, like with the mountain and the lake. And I'm sitting there like in like a little raincoat hanging out <laughs> and we were in Washington and you know, it was, it was very odd. And like, I was so nervous. Yeah. And then I went live again the next time on my computer back at home and a good portion of those people like came and stopped in and said, hi. Welcome to Tardux, a podcast for content creators to come on, share their experiences, stories, and advice. And today I have Raincloud Puff. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You know, Spooky called you out or Victoria called you out uh, as a future guest. So I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. She's so uh, sweet. She is awesome. All right. So what we do is we first start off with three quick questions. So are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. So first one is... <laughs> Last movie you saw? Oh, shoot. Um, last movie I saw. Man, it's been a while. I think Jurassic Park. Okay. Was the last one. All right. Um, best thing about where you live? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a high tourist populated, populated area, so it's really nice to meet new people and always get into conversations with people that are out of town. Yeah. Um, I also do ghost tours here. Oh, so. no way. Yeah, so it's really cool to like meet people that are from out of state and how they like the city and stuff like that. So, oh, so you give the ghost tours? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fantastic! Oh. <laughs> yeah, with um, uh, I guess you know you're down in Savannah, so there's a lot of history and. Mm -hmm. uh, now, in your, you know, I'm getting off the track here, but have you seen or experienced any ghosts in your travels? Yeah. Oh man, it's it's a pretty spooky city. I think because there's just so much history and the way the city was developed. Uh, that there's definitely been some weird things that go go on downtown. Yeah. It's, it's uh, uh, pretty cool. <laughs> very cool. All right. And this last question is Victoria sent it over. So, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. What is your favorite flavor of crickets? Oh, no. This woman. Um, I would have to say the ranch ones. Probably the ranch. I'm a ranch girl, but damn. Uh, she sent them over to me to do with my community and everything like that. Uh -huh. And uh, they love it. Me, not so much. But <laughs> So these are dried crickets, hopefully yeah, dead. Like, okay, all right. Yeah, they cook them. It's like they cook them in something and then they like roll, roll them around in this powder. <laughs> and, Why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But they ask for like, so on the bag, it asks for flavor suggestions or if okay. you have done your own flavor they put it in their like cookbook that they publish yeah. and stuff that is just for crickets it's mind-boggling to me <laughs> i think that's one i will pass <laughs> yeah nope oh mm -hmm. my lord all don't right. blame you <laughs> <laughs> all right so who is rain cloud puff where did you grow up uh so i grew up in new york and new jersey i did school in like public school in jersey yeah um and then i went to the college um the school of visual arts in manhattan yeah and Manhattan was a little bit much for me, so I transferred down to the Savannah College of Art and Design. Oh, and I lived cool. Yeah, so I went to SCAD. Yeah. Um, so I have a major in photography, 
uh, degree in photography and uh, historic preservation. Oh, very cool. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, what did you do before streaming? Uh, so I'm a professional photographer. Yeah. I was doing gallery shows and all this stuff. I actually wasn't a Twitch person. Yeah. I didn't really watch it too often. I didn't really know the culture behind it or anything like that. But when my gallery shows were canceled, I started playing games with my friends through Discord and things like that. Yeah. And one of my friends from high school said, you know, you can share your art through Twitch. I was like, wow, you know, my gallery shows are canceled. I've been looking for ways to talk to people and like meet other people. So I started streaming and I was doing art stuff. Yeah. And then my community raised the money for me to get a computer. Oh, and wow. apparently I hate myself. And my first PC game was Tarkov. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that was going to roll into my, you know, my next question is where did video games start for you? What were your first video game experiences? Uh, I played like console games with friends and things like that. Yeah. I would play like COD and other things on Xbox, but I never really was like, just super I was more outdoor kid or yeah. out with friends and things like that so video games definitely came a little bit later for me yeah uh but I definitely don't regret it it's been so much fun oh wow now what were some of your favorite console games you know when you're growing up uh so oh Sly Cooper yeah it was one of my big ones I loved playing that yeah. uh and then COD came out and COD was really big for us um, so it was pretty much COD and then like a little bit of Forza for fun, but yeah. nothing too crazy. Oh, wow. That's so cool. The jump to streaming was really, you know, due to, you know, was it because COVID kicked in and then you wanted to show your art and that's how mm -hmm. you know, it all started? Yeah, it was COVID. Definitely the pandemic, uh, which is weird because like it, it brought on so many bad things for people and yeah. it definitely we still feel the effects of it. But life wise and friend wise, it was one of the. Like, I don't want to say it because it sounds bad, but one of the best things that happened to me was yeah. being able to like stay home and meet all these new people that I call my very good friends now. Yeah. So, and now have you crazy. turned, is this a full-time thing for you now or are you balancing another career and streaming? Uh, so I do the part-time just like the ghost tours for a little bit of extra yeah. stuff, but I, right now I'm mostly streaming, uh, oh, cool. waiting to try and see if I can get some more gallery shows. But yeah. thankfully, because I can do that at my own time yeah twitch will still i'll still probably be full-time oh. throughout all of it now how did how did a gallery show work when you brought it to twitch did you just have a whole bunch of pictures in your in your apartment or you know a building and you just walk through it that way uh so yeah i would show some of the stuff that was printed and people would like to see it but i also did um alternative process photography mm -hmm. so i would have my prints and i'd print them out on this transfer paper and then i would um transfer them onto like wood and tile, oh, okay. copper, metal and all this stuff. So it was very more process oriented versus yeah. just like taking the picture and being done. Yeah. So I was able to like talk to people, have it set up. So I had a little workstation okay. and I also did cooking streams. Oh, like it was wow. very much more like variety. Yeah. <laughs> just uh -huh. chatting type stuff. Yeah. Now what were some of the, uh, some of the things you made during your cooking streams? Uh, oh, shepherd's pie was a really big one. Um, I did a whole Thanksgiving dinner the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. And that was the night that we raised the money for my computer. Yeah. So, uh, Black Friday came, uh, Tarkov went on sale. My friends were playing it and I got the computer and I downloaded Tarkov. <laughs> oh my God. And that's, <laughs> that's how you, you know, got to where you are. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> So now what, you know, coming on to Twitch, so like you said, you really hadn't experienced this much before. And what was your first experience like when you went, you know, you hit that go live button for the first time? It was definitely very intimidating. One of my first streams, uh, I was rated by 900 people. 
Like it was like my this is like my third or fourth stream, wow. and I was sitting out on the porch doing drawings. We were drawing my emotes for the channel. Yeah, and I got raided by this huge um, UK streamer, and I still have some of the people that came from that raid in my yeah. community. So it's just like I'm so grateful for that. But it was just like wow, this is actually this is such a crazy culture and like community that it was just almost intoxicating. It was so cool to be able to talk to all these people from all across the world yeah. about so many different things. It was it was really cool. Oh, that's so neat. And now when do you remember your first subs or your first uh your mods and whatnot? Mhm. Mm yeah. yeah, I have my core group that's been like the friend that got me into Twitch. He's yeah. been my mod the entire time. Uh I had a couple other people um we've obviously had some people switch around and things like that, yeah. but I have I'm very lucky to have a very supportive and awesome community yeah. that I get to hang out with every night. It's, ah. it still blows my mind. And that, what about that first time, you know, somebody came into chat and just started asking questions or whatnot. Was that like a little bit odd because, you know, in your gallery, your know, world, it was like, you you know, face to face and, you know, true mm -hmm. interactions. And now it's really a one way discussion is what, you know, what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very strange. I'm I'm kind of awkward in person, so yeah. I think that it really benefited me that I was kind of talking to a camera, and not a person that like you know I was worried about like eye contact and all these yeah. different things. So I think it kind of helped me, and I feel like it's um, traveled on to like my everyday life. I think that I'm more um, comfortable talking to people that I don't necessarily know yeah. and all these things. So it was it was weird at first, but for whatever reason, it uh, it was pretty easy to like fall into with talking yeah. to people especially when they don't have a face yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what in how so when did you go first go live 2020 uh yeah 2020 august of like the end of july the yeah. beginning of august 2020 yeah and now along the way what's been some of the hardest things to to adapt to or just you know doing what you do um okay one of the hardest things or some of the hardest things yeah. Um, I think it's just balancing life and streaming and, you know, people talk about, you know, you take a break off. You definitely see like the numbers can get affected. Yeah. You, you come back and the first stream is usually great because people are like, oh, she's back. And then it takes a minute for the ball to get rolling again. So that's mm -hmm. definitely kind of stressful feeling like, you know, if you don't put the time in or the effort in or you don't try and make the content, uh, you could definitely see those like winters of yeah. things getting a little bit quiet afterwards. But uh, I'm lucky enough that I haven't really had to take too much too much time off. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's Twitch. So you don't see people's faces. You don't know exactly who's behind usernames and things right. like that. So uh, just like learning who you know, is trustworthy and things like that. It's been, it's been definitely a very interesting experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause there is no, <clears throat> there's no way to really prepare for this. There's no courses you can mm -hmm. take. There's no, you know, let me watch these videos of somebody who knows what they're doing and, and, you know, I can pick up the hints. It's really, you know, you, you're relying on your community or other people that are doing mm -hmm. this because most often it's not people within your IRL friend group that have, you know, you can bounce ideas off of. Yeah, I definitely I lucked out having a friend that was very involved in Twitch. He had modded for other streamers okay. before and he, he was very much watching all the time. So when he told me to do it, I, I leaned on him heavily asking yeah. questions. And, you know, he kind of gave me the basics of like, 
don't call out people in your lurkers and like just like little tips and yeah. tricks to like make it a, a pretty nice place to have a community. Yeah. And then I was just really lucky that I attracted some really great people in the beginning. We also did a lot of Among Us. Yeah. Um, and that was really challenging because I didn't know that people would kind of like try and like, especially smaller streamers, people will come in and like either drop some um, profanities or something like that. So like tr trying to filter out like who's going to come oh, on okay. and be respectful and who's going to retreat the stream how I want the stream, yeah. to be, the stream to be treated. My my community has always been very accepting, very um, just positive. Yeah. I don't really allow for anything else. So. Yeah, I guess when yeah, you're getting to learn that and navigate that was hard. But. Yeah, I guess, you know, when you do some variety and you bring it like, you know, you're playing a game like Among Us, the mm -hmm. category of age varies, you know, the age people coming in. So, yeah, you could have, you know, some people that are, you know, in their teens versus and, mm -hmm. you know, spanning the whole gambit of age, whereas something like Tarkov, it's a mature, it's a, a mature game. So mm -hmm. for the most part, I'd like to think that, you know, most of us are mature when we're coming into, you know, people's streams and whatnot. But I know you're going to you're going to get, you know, those, you know, uh, rotten apples now and then too. Mm -hmm. learning yeah. to react to that quickly, though, and not really giving them the time of day like it happened. OK, get out. Yeah. And then you're just moving forward, like moving past it. They don't get what they want. They want a big reaction, they, yeah. you know, so just moving past it and not really giving them the time of day definitely yeah. helped. And now over the last two years, what has been some of the, you know, the, the, you know, shining moments, some of the moments that you're like, holy cow, I can't believe that just happened. Oh God. I mean, I'm, I'm so lucky, like having people like in the friend group and then the chatettes, like yeah. people like Nixia and things like that. Like I'm, I've just always been very lucky to have friends that have been very successful in what they do. I was um, really good friends with the Yoinks. Yeah. Uh, before he did the Punisher tournament for Pestily. So I was just always very lucky in the friends that I had, and they were always very supportive. So they would come and share their communities with me, and sometimes it would be like 200 people raids and things like that. Yeah. So I was very lucky in that sense. And then getting on Evasion and being a caster for Evasion was yeah. huge. Um, being able to talk to more people in the Tarkov community and talk about the game and all these crazy things. So it's definitely been a very crazy two years yeah. when I think like look at it from the beginning of it and sitting on a porch with 800 people watching to like being on evasion and yeah. like I don't know it's 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 really cool and now are you chasing partner or have you already a twitch partner I am not a partner yeah. uh partner would would obviously be amazing a check mark for whatever yeah. reason is like this huge weighted thing uh but that's not something that like i I try to really push for. I yeah. would get into my head too much, yeah. and numbers would affect me. I don't. I hide my numbers. I do my stream. I talk to who's there, whoever wants to speak to me, yeah. and we end up having a great time. But I, I got it would be lovely, but I don't expect it yet. Well, it's and so there's a couple of things with that. One, you know, fantastic that you're hiding the numbers because that's the number one thing I hear from a lot of people who will come on the podcast and talk about hide the numbers. Don't look at it because mm -hmm. it will drive you crazy. And then yeah. the other piece of that, even when you get that partnership, it is not like, okay, I'm done. I can, you know, just rest. It just, it's, you know, there's no mm -hmm. significant, like, you know, monetary improvement or anything like that. You're just You've got the check mark. You're good. It doesn't yeah. stop the grind. 
No, it doesn't. And I think even like talking to like other people that have gotten partner, it's almost harder mm-hmm. because the community realizes you've gotten the partner check mark. So they don't feel like they have to look your streams yeah. or like do as much. But so like you'll see people get partner and you'll see their numbers dip a little bit. And that's I like that's the one thing that I would be afraid of is just like getting that check mark and then feeling like you need to pull those numbers all of the time. Yeah. Um, especially in Tarkov. I love Tarkov. Tarkov community is amazing, but people in Tarkov community don't always like to watch things other than Tarkov. Yeah. So, you know, that, and that's you know, a couple of things there. Like you said, a lot of people who don't, uh, you know, the Tarkov people who are playing, they don't, or watching, they don't want to see something else. I had a, a variety streamer on a while ago, Spinachy. And okay. she was, she was big in the, in, in the EFT and, you know, she just got to a point where she had enough and, you know, the way she described it was, you know, Tarkov was like my ex-boyfriend. I don't pick up the phone anymore when he calls and, you know, that's it. We're done. Yeah. And, and, and a couple of other people have been variety. They say it is, it's nice to have because playing one game for so long, you do get burnt out on it and you don't mm-hmm. want to come off as you're not having a good time. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely something that it's such a phenomenon with the Tarkov community because it's they're so supportive when you're playing Tarkov. Yeah. And, you know, it's just I mean, I get it. People, they like what they like. And Tarkov yeah. is so um, in-depth and it takes yeah. it consumes so much of like the grind trying to get your numbers so that you can play. And like, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, consuming. it's video game crack <laughs> is what it is. And it really is. Yes. No, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm lucky I like it so much. I love playing Tarkov. I have no I don't really like regret changing over to Tarkov yeah. by any means. Um and I don't usually feel like playing too many other games, so it's okay. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I I've heard, you know, some people describe uh, you know, Tarkov as the perfect game to stream because you have all of those moments where you can interact with chat. You have, you know, mm-hmm. while you're in your stash playing Tetris, you're doing everything there. You can interact. Um, going into the raid is another area. Even that moments while you're in raid, and then when you come back out, you're. It's like it's a nice, mm-hmm. a nice it's way a very to very nice it's, flow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very nice flow. You can, you know, and then I chat especially because most people in chat either play the game or they've tried to play the game or they're starting to get into the game, so they understand like raid time. The streamer might not be as dedicated to chat, but they yeah. don't really feel like you need to be as much, especially during a fight. And then you come back and you look back at your chat and you talk to them. You know, it's 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 a great flow for streaming. Yeah. For sure. And now you mentioned the chat a little bit ago. So first of all, what are the chat and who are the chat so um, Nixia definitely put it all together. She started the discord and just said any uh, female that streams Tarkov, especially, you know, it's a. Uh, pretty male dominated game. Um, I mean, not so much now, especially when you look at the chat ads and you see how many members are in there and stuff. You're like, Oh wow, there are a lot of girls streaming this game. Uh, so it's nice to do that because, you know, sometimes like, especially from COD days, I didn't even want to VoIP because it would be like a whole bunch of like, Oh, a girl, gamer girl. And like everyone freaks out and it still (laughs) happens, but the community is definitely way more accepting than in, than online communities used to be. Yeah. Uh, but the chat ads is really cool. You know, you can put in there that you're looking for some girls to play with. They have a bunch of different rooms to go in and jump in. So anyone that's like from all stages, some like, you know, they have obviously like well-seasoned partners in there yeah. and then they have people that have just started the game this wipe, uh, people looking for help getting started and stuff like that. So it's really, it's really cool. Yeah. To have yeah. the chat ads. It's, it's, 
when I, you know, Nixie had been on and she told you told me what it was, and I thought it was a genius idea because it's, mm-hmm. you know, I hate I don't want to use the word safe space, but it's a place where you know, because like you said, it's a male dominated, you know, I guess you know being on Twitch and. Mm-hmm. It's just a place where you guys can vent and just, you know, bounce ideas off, like you said, and, and just, you know, give, you know, also, you know, give a heads up on, you know, if there's some, you know, strange people that are, you know, bouncing around. Yeah. And then for October, um, I've been talking to them because what I really want to do is do a month long of ladies streams where everyone's like, you know, not just me included, just like whoever wants to do, we're going to have a collective chat at, uh, donation for breast cancer oh wow so for the whole month of october we're gonna see how much money the chat it's like as a whole can raise for breast yeah. cancer so it's a really nice place to just be able to like collectively say yeah let's do this we you know like all it is is streaming we all share the link anyone who wants to donate can donate and at the end we can tell everybody uh how much money was raised and you know there's a lot of people in there now so i can only imagine how much we will get but oh yeah. that's so cool yeah do like a whole yeah. pink thing mm-hmm Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Good. That is so cool. Oh, well, we can't wait for that. That's going to be great. That's a great <laughs> idea. Oh, man. That's going to be so so cool. Yeah. So now what advice would you give to somebody who is jumping into, you know, ready to go live for the first time? Um, take it slow. Uh, hide your numbers. I, I feel like people look at that. Like, as soon as they see something jump down or something, they, they blame themselves. What did I say? What did I do? But people love when you're authentic. Yeah. And people love when you get when you share your opinions, whether you think that they're like controversial or not. You just, you know, you say on your mind, you talk to people, um, be welcoming, uh, play what you want to play. Don't let it necessarily go off of the numbers or go off of how you think your stream did because you were playing a particular game. If you were having a good time, viewers will see that and you will attract the people that you want there. Um, and I think building a core base of people that you find that, that are like-minded, that, that like what you're doing, I think that's so beneficial because they will be the people that will stick with you and hang out with you no matter what you're doing, no matter the day you're having. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, taking it slow, trying to build relationships with the people that you feel comfortable with and going from there, I think is probably yeah. the best. Oh, cool. Now, actually, I want to bounce back something about, you know, the, the, you're, you said you started out in you know a gallery sort of community from Twitch. Mentioned mm-hmm. COD and Tarkov. What has your experience been like between the different communities? Have you you know like especially as a female, have you noticed like you know like you said you know when you're playing COD you don't want to void because God knows what you know the can of worms that opens. What's mm-hmm. your experience between the multiple communities uh, to date? Uh, so when I was doing the art streams mostly and the cooking streams, it was. It was. I didn't really have any trolls or like bad people come in very yeah. often. It was usually people being like, "Oh, I like your art," or some people would come in that were also educated in you know photography and things like yeah. that. Like, "Oh, did you do this?" So it was more of a like mutual conversation of people that were interested in something. Whereas when you switch over to an FPS game, like I won't even just say Tarkov, yeah. people are like, "Oh, this is how you should play," and this is like you know. So definitely, people are a little bit more. There's more criticism. Yeah, I think. Uh, coming in especially when they see a girl playing like especially when like I've killed somebody and they come in and they're like oh my god you are a girl you know Um, but for the most part it hasn't really been too bad and I think that's just like society changing a little bit too I think you know back when I played COD that was like 2011 2012 okay so things are definitely different from (laughs) from then yeah so it, it, it you know and 
like YouTube comments and TikTok comments, those are always just going to be uh, people having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> so understanding that like you can't let those kind of comments or reactions really affect you. Yeah. Because I'm still going to do what I love to do and I'm going to have a fun time doing it. And if you feel the need to come in and say something like that, you're probably having a bad day or something's wrong elsewhere. Yeah. And I just try and let that roll off my back. Like, I hope you I hope you find your peace or your happiness somewhere else. Yeah. It won't be here. <laughs> no, that's true. So now earlier, uh, you said you were, you know, you had it, you were away for a couple of days. Being a content streamer, full time, you know, you, you know, doing this full time, especially mm-hmm. here in the states, you have there's no health insurance, there's no vacation days, there's no sick days. That's you know that's mm-hmm. something that's you know some people don't realize, and you've got to adapt and work around that. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard. I'm lucky enough. Um, my my husband, uh, so he I have insurance through him, so yeah. I can I'm, I have breathing room, and yeah. I know a lot of other creators are not that lucky, and I can't even imagine coming at it from that standpoint of like not having the health insurance because that's insane. Yeah, um, and then not being able to really feel like you can take the days off. I'm lucky enough when I'm when I'm sick, I usually still feel like I can stream. Yeah. I haven't really had too many sicknesses where I feel like I couldn't, and I, and I understand that's like definitely lucky on my part. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 rough. Um, I can't. Full time streaming is no joke. Yeah. Numbers, uh, like dealing with everything in the back end, trying to figure out content, trying to make sure that you're not like taking something that's very similar to somebody else, like yep. trying to stay fresh. It, it, it's a lot of work that I don't yep. think a lot of people realize behind the scenes what mm-hmm. people are doing. Everyone's like, oh, they hit live and they have all these like great things happening. Like, no, yeah. my day is usually like an eight to 12 hour day talking to people, making videos, hanging out with people, trying to figure out schedules. Like it's, there's a lot of back end stuff to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not just playing video games. You've got no. your their social media management, like you know, that's an aspect. Like you said, creating videos, scheduling, you know, who you're playing with. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a full time gig, more than a full time mm-hmm. gig, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now I forgot something I wanted to ask you. So are you a Canon person or or Nikon? <laughs> I I shoot Nikon. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my camera that I use for stream yeah. is actually a like a professional photography yeah. camera, but it broke, so I can't use it like out in the wild. It'll yeah. damage itself. So I was lucky enough I was able to get a cam link. I didn't have to buy um, like just a webcam. Yeah. I had a pretty high end camera from the beginning, so I was very lucky there. And now, what's but, your? There's you know lot of talk about you know we're, we're straying off on you know from gaming right now but <laughs> because you're a professional photographer i'd love your opinion on the fact that you know we a lot of people are saying dslr is dead and you know the you know what's your you know somebody who's been in that industry what's your take on things because that's a that's a big thing to say because you know dslr was the base of everything you know any, any time people were taking pictures Mm-hmm. I just got a new camera. It's supposed to be coming soon. Uh, it's mirrorless. Yeah. Um, so you can definitely see them starting to grow and change with the times a little bit. So like my camera that I'm getting will be able to shoot uh, 4K videos as yeah. well. So I think that there is validity in the sense that people like to see motion since, you know, that has become so much more prevalent yeah. in like TikTok and social media in general, just having like a clip of something. But I don't think that 
photos will ever actually be dead. You know, it's yeah. just that people, I don't know. It's so weird. <laughs> I, I'm, I do mostly landscape and a yeah. little bit of portraiture, but you know, you, you don't even realize how much you utilize pictures for like everything, you know, yeah. from the menus of the, on your Uber eats to, yeah. um, you know, like ads on the subway and things like that. Yeah. I don't think it'll die. But I do see the shift moving towards motion. Yeah. But what about the fact that the whole DSLR technology is that, you know, they're sort of saying we're done is, you know, does mirrorless really give you that, you know, the same quality? Um, I think so. I think that they have definitely progressed it enough where it can compete. I also do a lot of film, so I'm okay with the death of DSLR because it's for me, it's like the mirrorless camera now or i shoot four by five oh, okay. so i have like the big camera with the bellows and oh wow put, like my yeah. head underneath the cape and things like oh, that shoot. Um, cool yeah and i do darkroom printing um so i love the and like the antiquity of the old school photography yeah and that's something that i also think like, that'll never be able to be recreated no the grain of film the light in using darkroom and things like that is just I don't know if you could ever digitize that yeah. like fully. So I'm lucky that I get to do that aspect of things and yeah. I'm okay with going mirrorless. Mirrorless also, there's things in the camera that protect it. So I think it'll last longer. Yeah. They're like, so I don't know. It's a double-edged sword yeah. for DSLRs, but. But there, there is a magic to developing film, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, you know, yeah, it's something really cool. Like, you know, just like vinyl records, there's, you know, people love vinyl and it's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I'm sure the same with, with developing your own film. Mm-hmm. So now how would you describe the rain cloud puffs community? Oh God, I'm, I'm, I don't deserve them. I'm so <laughs> undeserving of the people in my community. They're so supportive. They've always been so kind. They are um, normal people that are like can be wacky and deal with me, and um, they're so supportive of each other. Uh, you know, birthdays are a big deal in the Discord, yeah. and like gaming with each other. I'm, I'm, I still can't believe how lucky I am to have <laughs> some of the people that we have there. Uh, it's really cool, yeah. And I'm excited. I'm going to TwitchCon. Oh no! So. Way. Yeah, oh, cool. so it'll be good to see some people in person. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen. Last time we had a meetup was in uh, Vegas, and it was just over a year ago now. So I'm itching to see people again. Now, who did you end up meeting? <laughs> um, the Yoinks. Yeah. Uh, the End Boss, Trojan, Duck Turducken, who is another yeah. variety. Um, and oh God, Rylux. And cryptic. Oh, it was cool. just like, yeah, it was good. It, you know, we went and stayed with the Yoinks, and yeah. we went for like four or five days, and it was just really cool. I've never been to Vegas before. Oh, really? It was a fun experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vegas is good for like three or four days, and then it's, you're ready to get back to reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You were just like, you'd go into the casino and you'd hang out with people, and you'd be having a great time, just yep. like talking and everything. And you'd go outside. There's no windows, purposely, <laughs> and you go. And it's nine o'clock in the morning, and you're just like, <laughs> "What happened? I have no idea." Yeah. And then the, you know, there's the people watching, and then there's you know, you walking by like you know, thousand dollar slot machines, and you're just seeing people drop coins, and it's like that's a different world right there. Oh yeah. 
I'm not a gambler, thankfully. Yeah. So like, it's just not something that's super exciting to me. I love watching it and I'll like play blackjack at home yeah. or something like that. But I don't really feel the need to go drop money on tables. So no. I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to hang out and just experience everything. Yeah. So now with this upcoming Twitch, who are you, uh, you know, anything you're looking forward to? Any people you're looking to, to meet in IRL? Um, oh, God, there's so many people. And also like with everything that was going on with the... Um, health guidelines and things yeah. like that. Some people that weren't going can go now, yeah. and some people have decided not to go. It's their prerogative. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who goes. Um, it'll be interesting to see who we can run it, who I can run into. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited. I've never been to a TwitchCon. I have been to Comic Con before. Yeah. And it was so much fun. So I can't even imagine like running into, especially you know, friends from the art scene of things. Like mm -hmm. it, it's for everyone. It's really cool that they have the creator alley. So I'm very excited. I think it's going to be good, oh, especially after all this time where people oh, couldn't no go kidding. to the con and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. So now let's talk EFT. So what kind of a friend introduces Tarkov to a person who's never played computer games before? Um, so the first time I played Tarkov, I wasn't on stream. It was actually, we were visiting our friend at his house and he was like, Hey, I play Tarkov. And I was like, Oh, I know a couple people from Twitch that, that play Tarkov. That's cool. And he was like, yeah, why don't you play? So he like loaded me up on a kit and this was before the woods expansion. Yeah. And he just threw, threw me into woods and said, figure it out. Like he didn't help me. He didn't do anything. Oh and I God. was just like, so he pulled up a map on the other side and I was like, I don't even know where I am. And I got bombarded <laughs> by all these scavs and I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, this game is terrifying. Yeah. Okay. And then I started doing like more shoreline runs. I would do like the outskirts of admin and not really go in. Yeah. Just, like there's way too much going on over there. So it was a bit like very slow. And then I was very lucky to have friends that were like, okay, I'm going to Sherpa you and yeah. show you things. So um, Trojan was a really great friend for that. He spent like my whole first wipe i feel so bad for him <laughs> now that i know the game and i'm like oh my god you lugged around this timmy for so long <laughs> oh yeah absolutely yeah. so now what is it about the game that hooks you uh i like that it's unforgiving i like that you go into a raid and if you die you lose all your stuff i like the challenge of it because you know when you do it's something that it's just more rewarding when you do get higher in level when yeah. you get your hideout done it, it, you can just see people's time and effort through their progress. So like, I think the most out of any video game, because like COD, the prestiges and stuff like that, you know, it's, it, it's so not, I want to say easy, but it's definitely way easier than Tarkov. Right. Whereas this is just keep bashing your head against the keyboard until you figure it out. Yeah. yeah it's, it's yeah. Like you said, not the bash COD, but the rewards you like when you finish a good quest, or you have that engagement with, you know, another another player. And it's just like, can you make it out? It's like, yo, your heart's mm -hmm. racing. You feel like you just, you know, you accomplished something really good. Yeah, definitely. I It's the first time I've ever felt like that many emotions into a video game. Whereas like, hi, it's you know, you die and um, you're able to go back in with the same loadout. Yeah. And it's definitely a lot of fun. I love like that. It's, I feel like it's a little bit more freeing, but I like the challenge of Tarkov and especially wipe to wipe, yeah. seeing how fast you do things compared to the other wipe, seeing what you improve on. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just so rewarding. Yeah. Now, what do you think, what was the hardest thing for you to, to, you know, get your head around with this game? Um, I'm dyslexic. So the ammo and things like that yeah. and like, like that part of things was a little bit hard to like get, 
my head around. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, it, I would say map knowledge yeah. definitely would be up there, especially not knowing, like not being able to pull up an in-game map yeah. or at least one that was pretty legible. Um, so having another monitor to figure out, like, you know, basically you're doing ter- terrain mapping and right, like yeah. trying to figure out all this stuff. So map knowledge, and you can see as soon as the map clip clips uh, clicks for you, it's you're you get you play so much better. Map yeah. knowledge is so important in this game. Being able to continually like rewrap and reposition yourself mm-hmm. on a fight is just so beneficial yeah. to this game, and that's one of the things I really like. And I'm also a sniper. And Tarkov ah. is very rewarding to people that like to snipe. <laughs> it is, yes. I was just going to ask you, are you like a Shift W player or what do you enjoy? And yeah, the sniping in this game is is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think I do both. I like It depends on the map I'm on. Yeah. I, like for if, Lighthouse has definitely been my main um, this wipe. Yeah. So that's a little bit mixture of both sniping and also like when you go up to the rogues and things like that, you're doing more close, close quarters yeah. fighting. Um, and then, you know, you're going to customs, you're definitely not bringing like a G28. I, at least I usually don't. I'm going in with like an ump or something and pushing dorms. So this is definitely the first wipe where I feel like I'm more comfortable pushing the close quarter fights than before. Now you're one of the first people I've heard actually say they love lighthouse. (laughs) I know everyone says that to me. (laughs) I love it though. I really do. (laughs) I like that it's linear. I like that you know where people are going yeah. and like the flow of the map is probably like one of the easiest to predict, I yeah. think. And, well, now not so much just because like more map knowledge and things like that. But just in general, I feel like when you get on Lighthouse, you kind of understand you have the long road. People mm-hmm. are moving around that on either side. Um, and then you have those like high tier item areas, like the loot there is insane. Yeah. As soon as you start figuring out where to loot and where to go, that, that map is very lucrative. Um, and I think it has some pretty good fights. So. Okay. And now what was your take on, so the patch came and they sort of opened up a little section of it. What was your take on what they added? And, and I really you, liked it. And were you sort of like disappointed? Like we don't have the trader, the, you can't get inside it, you know, after this period of time that, you know, they were talking about it. Yeah, it was frustrating. Like when they opened the lighthouse area, I felt like that was stuff that like they had already done, like that yeah. existed. They just blocked it off. Um, so I don't know exactly like what was worked on right before the patch. I hope that it's coming soon. I think that it'll definitely bring a lot of people to the map. I think it'll add a lot of really cool aspects to it. The stuff in the new areas, like the marked key and stuff like that. It's really cool to see all of that area now and have that like be more dynamic in the Mm -hmm. map. Uh, so I'm looking forward to them adding more to it. I think that it'll be really beneficial to that map. And, you know, being at, at the end of last wipe, I, had like transitioned in the lighthouse more. Yeah. So go, being able to go on the roofs of light, like of the road camp and yeah. all the, the rooms they added there, it definitely added a little bit more um, just like content to that area and things. But I don't know. It was kind of a letdown, but yeah. it was also good. It was like a half step in the right direction. Yeah. Now, have you done much with the uh, offline co-op? Uh, I we were planning some stuff with the community to do some games and things like that, yeah. but I haven't really used it too much. I have a friend that's really wanting to get into Tarkov, yeah, and I have every intention of using that, that with her. Perfect. Um, which is something that I wish I had when I was starting because I definitely yeah. would have been like, "Hey, load into this map with me and just like go over callouts." Because I think that's one of the hardest things mm-hmm. playing with different people. Everyone, because there isn't like a designated map with labels and all that stuff. Everyone yeah. has a different callout for like places and what they call things so being able to like 
load in with people that you know you're going to play with and be like, hey, what do you call this? What do you yeah. like? What's your call out for that? That is just such a game changer for yeah. that. Yeah, because you, you hit the nail right on the head with that one. Because when you play with other people, some people call that the red brick building or brick building or and or, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, oh, that's the two guy shack or that's Harry Potter. And it's like, you know, it's almost like <laughs> yeah. saying tree sometime. Where are you? I'm over here by the tree. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's. And you'll see different friend groups have like totally different, like funny, like I know a, like when I play with a couple other friends, like, oh, that's Timmy Hill. And yeah. nobody else would ever call it that. But because they had a fight with this Timmy yeah. one time, it's just always <laughs> Timmy Hill now. So it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing this game that creates so many memorable moments that you just always remember. It's, I've never experienced that with other games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's fights from like my first couple, like one of the first times I killed somebody. I still know exactly where it was. I, I know what bush they were yeah. in. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Now, have you ran into the roaming bosses yet? Uh, day one of wipe and then never again. Wow. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah bird's eye got us on customs and my friend was lucky enough like we had done some damage to him and my friend was lucky enough to kill him he got his r sass i think it was yeah he had um and then i have not seen them since it was just day one and i had like a ppsh (laughs) i was like okay well that's fun (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy we they have these really cool elements of the game uh in the game like the roaming bosses or even the cultists and you really don't see them a lot. And it's, I, mm-hmm. I love running at night and I just, I never run into them. And it's just like, ah, oh, it's disappointing. Yeah. I don't know how to like exactly, well, I mean, they can up the spawns and stuff like that. Yeah. But I also know that some people are not as equipped to handle them. So you yeah. feel like, you know, some people I know run into those maps and they're like, please don't be here. Please don't be here. <laughs> Whereas other people are like, you better spawn, you know? So it's just like skill level so i understand balancing that it's really cool to see that um app come up the boon tracker yes yeah um so you know that's really cool it's it's cool to see that tarkov like the community when things are lacking in the game or things aren't the way that like the community would like them to be they they do their best to come up with their own answers for it which is really cool yeah absolutely uh, so now what are your, you know, what's your, uh, let's start with the least favorite quests that you, uh, have to run into. Oh, um, probably when you get up more into like the, uh, Punisher quests yeah. or like things like that. I like the shotgun, but oh. it's definitely a grind <laughs> yeah. to go through getting all of those kills and stuff like that. It's, yeah. uh, it's a tough one. <laughs> now I'm assuming since you're a sniper, you like sniping Shooterborn's your favorite quest. I love Shooter Born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you when you knock that one out, that feels really good. Mm-hmm. I was really happy too that they added the extra twenty five meters. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, all right. So then it's not it's it's harder to cheese. It's harder to you know go in and just say, oh, I got it like yeah. organically. Like I, some of the maps, especially like I don't, I'm not a huge reserve fan. Yeah. Um, some of the maps, like I have to set out and say, okay, I'm working on Shooter. Yeah. And like you find us place and things like that. Whereas Lighthouse, I got it in like a raid and a half. And I was yeah. Like, Ooh, it's nice. over. No. <laughs> well, it's nice they added Lighthouse to that list too. Mm-hmm. So that, Definitely. that was good. Um, now, when it comes to, uh, oh, what's your favorite? Oh, okay. Superborn Heaven was your favorite quest. Um, who do you mainly roll with? Um, so, uh, Rye Fry 1020 is yeah. definitely one of my, the big ladies I love to play with. Uh, so I keep like a pretty, 
interesting rotating. Um, so I play with some friends from IRL, like the guy that threw me into my first yeah. Woods raid. I'll play with him. Wait, you still call him a, a friend? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good friend. <laughs> it's just, um, God, I could now knowing what I know, I'm like, really? You really had to do that to me? You did me so dirty. <laughs> Um, a couple other people from the community that I love to play with. Uh, and then, you know, Tarkov is punishing. So I have some friends that will take breaks off. Yeah. And uh, I'll let them go for a little bit. And then they come back and, you know, we're working on quests and things to get them caught up. So, yeah. Rye Fry 1020, uh, Critical Jess, Killer Penguin, Danklad yeah. Dave. Um, who is hilarious. I don't know if you've seen him before, but no. oh my God, I love his con. <laughs> like, he's great. He has, he's a um, VTuber. Yeah. And he has like a skeleton. It's really cool. <laughs> oh, is it Games with Death? Is that who you said? Or uh, Dave. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I know yeah. Games with Death. He's another one that's oh, okay. a VTuber and he's, he, he's death basically and he plays <laughs> that up and it's just hilarious. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh. I don't think I've seen him. I'll have to look for him. So now, what's your thoughts on the Tarkov community? So you've spanned a bunch of these different little communities. And, you know, and first let me just preface that with this is really the first community I've really jumped into. And it's it's been a great experience. Yeah, I have no, I have nothing bad to say about the Tarkov community. Um, you know, you, I like to leave tw like Twitter drama like is something that I don't usually get involved in. I yeah. leave that alone. And that's just I think like any tight knit community, you're going to have people butt heads. Yeah. You're going to have people not like each other. And still, at the end of the day, everyone's super supportive. Um, you definitely see people wanting to see other like Tarkov streamers succeed. Um, people are always looking for games. You have like the most rotation of like, oh, have you played with this person? Yeah. You know, and like trios and things like that. Um, so Tarkov is a very, I love, I'm, I love the Tarkov community. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, especially things like evasion and like putting on competitions or mm -hmm. Endras. Um, you know, it's just, it's really cool to see people like there's a very competitive aspect to it, but yeah. at the end of the day, everyone just really wants to have a good time. Yeah. And, so. and you don't see, you don't see like the, you know, big number streamers just staying to themselves. Everybody's moving around and everybody's just mm -hmm. having fun and, and looking to help everybody. There's not a lot. Of, I don't sense there's a lot of competition or, or that, you know, negative rivalry. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that also plays to like, especially with like talking about call outs and things like that. Like if you don't click playing with someone in Tarkov, it's very hard to do a bunch of raids because, yeah. you know, you're it's hard to get the communication in. So you have to find people that you vibe with, not necessarily also have big numbers or like yeah. a, a huge viewing or anything like that. It's who who do I enjoy playing this yeah um this intense game yeah absolutely so. yeah and and not only just you know playing with randoms like yeah I've you know playing with friends this game can destroy your friendships because <laughs> whether it's like why you know where are you I'm over here and then you end up killing them and it's like you know who's loot mm -hmm. and it's like oh my god yes yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> So now, okay, so now you get to pick an all-star Tarkov squad that you're going, you name them, they're there. Who are you picking, like, from guys who don't play anymore, people who, you know, are just, you know, not around a lot? Who are you picking to roll a five-man with you on Lighthouse? A five-man on Lighthouse. Yeah, so we need oh, four man, people, oh, man. any name. You call them, they're there and they're ready to roll. Um, okay, so Rye Fry, yeah. 10 20, would definitely be in that list. Yeah. Uh, Animus Sequence. Um, oh, God, this is so hard. 
I'd love to bring the yoinks back, but yeah. he would TK me in a heartbeat. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's out. All right. So he's, so he's out. He's out. <laughs> um, let's see. Victoria Ryan. Okay, you got to yeah. have somebody in there. That's going to be a fun, t- yeah. fun time. Um, who else? We have one more, right? You have one more. Are you going to bring like a landmark in or are you going to bring like, you know, somebody from. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Aqua. Aqua. All right. There we go. <laughs> There's your all-star squad. Okay. Let's yeah. get that happening. Aqua. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now how did you meet Victoria? Cause she's, so um, she was on my pod and she called you out and it's like, she, she, you know, said so many nice things about you. So yeah. how did you guys connect up? Uh, so I found her when she was very new to Tarkov. Um, I found her on Hover. Yeah. I liked one of her clips a lot. And I said, hey, you know, like, I'd love to play with you sometimes. And she was like, I'm new. And I was like, I don't care. Like, you seem really cool. I loved her vibe. Um, I love the spooky, the spooky vibes. She's yeah. very outspoken. I call her my little rage ball. I love her. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, we hit it off and we just became really friendly with each other. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, she, she and I will call each other and just like, um, talk about random life stuff and yeah. you know it, I, that's one thing that's really cool about the Tarkov community is like it's um, it's a great way to reach out to people and like start to form like real life friends, friendships yeah. very cool so now you mentioned evasion and casting for evasion how so mm-hmm. how did that how did you get you know into that uh, so when they put up that they were looking for casters, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't know if I would ever really get it, but I, I want to apply. I want to do more in the Tarkov community. Uh, I don't feel like I'm, like at the time, especially, I didn't feel like my skills were up to par with like trying to really apply to be in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't feel like I was, I had the skill set yet to compete. So I was like, I would love to still be involved somehow. So in my application, I just said, Hey, I might not be able to compete, but I really want to be involved with this community. It means a lot to me. I love seeing people grow and play better and, you know, the competitive aspect of it. So when they asked me for an interview, I was shocked, but I was so excited. Yeah. And then, you know, I did, I did a casting and it was really cool. Oh, very cool. Now, who did you interview with? Um, Wolf, yeah. X Live, and Unfluffy. Funny. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, Unfluffy's been on here. If mm-hmm. They're all great people. All the people over at Evasion are just wonderful. You know, they, they love what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so lucky and grateful to be a part of that and be able to talk to them, like, you know, about upcoming things and like yeah. stuff that's going on for the community. It's really cool. Yeah. And now, so let's talk about, you know, your first casting event. What, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was the EU uh, tournament. Yeah. And, you know, I tried to familiarize, familiarize myself with a bunch of the people that were in it, but mm-hmm. I didn't know all of them because they weren't NA. Yeah. So it was really cool to see more Tarkov streamers in the EU. Yeah. And talk to them about things. And, you know, I, it was terrifying at first. It's like, oh my god, I'm going to be talking to like fifteen thousand people. That's definitely the most I've ever had watching me. Yeah. Um. So it was it was crazy, but you know the Tarkov community is really cool. Um. So it was definitely they were super welcoming. They're all great over there. So they made yeah. sure I was comfortable. They sent me things to like try and prep myself. Um. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, cool. And now, did you? How did you? Did you do any practice beforehand? Like, just okay. Let me just. You know, I'll watch somebody's Twitch stream and I'll just practice calling it. Yeah, a little bit. I did a little bit of that, and then I like was watching past broadcasts yeah. of like other tournaments and things like that, and just like trying to see how people were doing it and 
one of the reasons why they wanted to work with me was because I was a little bit on the newer, like yeah. green side. So they wanted me to ask questions that like the average viewer might okay. be asking, especially somebody that doesn't play Tarkov yeah. for, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. Uh, so I, I kept that in mind, like yeah. thinking of like someone that's like relatively new to the game or doesn't know or doesn't play themselves. Like what would they be questioning right now? And yeah. Like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So now what other content creators do you like to watch or anybody should check out who are maybe flying under the radar? Uh, so I brought her up a couple of times. Rye Fry 1020 definitely yeah. is slept on. She's fantastic. Um, she is really good at Tarkov. She's been playing for a very long time. Um, and she does a, like other games as well. Yeah. And then uh, Killer Penguin mm -hmm. is also another person. It's Killer Penguin 014. He is, um, he's already got max traders. He's super far along. He's really good at the game. He's very, um, very sweet to talk yeah. to he's a nice guy just i love talking to people that are you know are genuine they talk like you know they talk to their chat like you know when people are having a bad day and things yeah. like that uh so yeah oh, cool all right so when you hit the stop button from going live what you know what do you do after away from for away from the computer what are some of the things you enjoy so I'm a DGen streamer, so usually I'm like ready for bed because it's yeah. like five o'clock in the morning. But then afterwards, Wait, I have my on. tea. You stop at five in the morning. <laughs> usually I go all night. Yeah. Oh my lord. <laughs> so I'll go get like a nap in, and then yeah. uh, I have two dogs. They're um, super important to us. We we love hanging out with our dogs yeah. and stuff like that. So we'll go out, take them on walks and things. And I live in a beautiful city. Yeah. So going around, taking photos, nice. um, doing things like that working to get uh, my car up and running again. I have a Mustang. Yeah. So that was a down under. So just things like around the house and stuff like that. But, yeah. you know, oh, we're lucky cool. enough that we don't really have anything too crazy that we have to do. So we can kind of go on adventures and stuff. Oh, nice. So now with being a, we're going to jump back to streaming because just because you, you said you stream all night, where <laughs> do you, where's most of your chat from or where do you, do you have an idea? Like, do you, pull uh, a large contingency in from the west coast or um no it's actually it's uh kind of pretty spread out in yeah. the u.s most of my viewers are u.s yeah. i have a couple i have a fantastic mod from the uk yeah. uh he's over in england actually i have a couple in the uk um so that's pretty good because they'll take like the first part of my stream they're usually still asleep yeah. and then like you know when some people in the US are getting tired that's yeah. when they come in and they're they're hanging and we're talking so yeah. i'm lucky enough to have like it split into kind of like two sections of the night yeah. where you know it it stays interesting for me yeah oh absolutely <laughs> so now something you said earlier you you know i think it was your second or third stream you got rated how do you deal with like, you know, a big number coming and you're used to streaming to X and all of a sudden now you're doing triple X numbers. What's, how do you, you know, deal with something like that? It was crazy. Cause I was also on my phone. So like <laughs> chat was going, uh, like 3000 miles a minute. It started oh to break. God. I couldn't read everything. Yeah. People were so friendly from that raid. And I was, we, um, we're lucky enough to have a family member that has, um, a cabin. So we yeah. were out on the lake and I was on the porch. So I had this gorgeous backdrop wow. behind me, like with the mountain and the lake. And I'm sitting there like in like a little raincoat hanging out <laughs> and we were in Washington and you know, it was, it was very odd. And like, I was so nervous. Yeah. And then I went live again the next time on my computer back at home and a 
good portion of those people like came and stopped in and said hi because I said like, hey, I just started streaming. This is crazy. I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, so it was very intimidating, but I feel like minus that raid, I was like, you know, everything was like, you know, with Twitch, that's kind of nice when you first start streaming, unless yeah. you're just like one of the unicorns. It's kind of like a slower progression. Yeah. So you're adding a couple of viewers each stream, hopefully. And, you know, the the chat's picking up a little bit more and yeah. more. So I feel like it's just like organically training you to be faster and better at reading it. Yeah. So minus like a couple of the raids that were random in the beginning, I would, you know, it was just nice to slowly progress to having a larger or free, more frequent chat. Yeah. So. Wow. That's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, on my phone. I was like, really? This is the night I'm getting <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh. So now, being in Savannah, one th- like we talked a little earlier before we started recording that, you know, it, I we've been down there, my wife and I have been down there, and one of the things that really was cool I learned was that all of the iron around the city was, I don't know if I'm sure you know the story, but it's basically when ships came over from England mm-hmm. or Europe, they were filled with iron and they just throw it on the shore essentially so they can take back the goods and you know, whatever they were. Yeah. And it was just, that's why there's so much around there and new Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um, it's the city just, everything about it has so much like historical value. It's one of the first grid gridded cities yeah. like that in the country that ever like Oglethorpe designed that whole thing. And it was done in progression. So the first couple blocks by the water were done and then they would add more blocks as the city grew. So they started to build over like grave sites and things. Cause at the time they were still on the outskirts of the city, but as yeah. the city grew, you know, so there's so much historical value and things that like they like uncover still to this day when things get demolished or changed, there's just like pockets of history everywhere and, you know, they would bring the boats to, so, like, the iron and also, like, all of the stone. Like, you know, if you're on, on River Street, the yeah. um, brick uh, road. Yeah. Um, all of that was brought over as well. So just, like, everything has this, like, crazy history to, like, how it got there and how, you know, it's... Yeah. It's and a, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it is. It is such a great city. I recommend anybody to go check it out. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, hey, you survived the podcast. <laughs> Thank Hopefully you so it wasn't much too for painful. having me. Oh, no problem. No, but hey, it was so you, much fun. you can't go until you got to call out somebody. So Spooky called you out. Now, who are you calling out as a, a oh, guest that no. should come on? <laughs> There's so many people that come to mind. I have so man. Um, so let me think about it. I'm going to have to say right for I-1020. All right. I knew that I'm was gonna coming. I'm going to throw her out there. All right. There we go. All right. We're coming for you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for doing this. It was really nice thank to meet you. you. I really appreciate the time and everything. It was a lot of fun. Cool. Cool.